Hell no, it ain't Groundhog Day. But I know why it feels like it. Because most of you are still doing the same damn thing you was doing last year. Making the same decisions. Some of y'all even still dressing the same. If you've been paying attention, you may be starting to see things differently. You may know that things need to change. And you may have even pinpointed the change that you desire. There's something still holding you back. Stopping you from being the person you really want to be. Yet there's something inside of you that now knows that things can never be the same. Well, honey pie, let me tell you you are in the right place because this is the shit i know now the podcast designed to reverse wire your life get you unstuck off the hamster wheel and onto the path of least resistance allow me to welcome you back it is season two and the theme is transparency we jumpstart the season with a deep dive into the life and times of yours truly so join me as i shed light on the tragic events that led me down the path of self-disclosure so are you ready for the dirty deeds Grab your pens. No, I'm kidding. Leave your pens. <laughs> Tune in for the tea with your girl T, of course, because this is season two, episode one of the shit I know now. I'm going to catch you on the flip side because I'm out of here. Cheer. So what's good, gang? Are you tuned in, tapped in, and ready to go? It's your girl T, and you're listening to the shit I know now. Is it? Wait. Is summer really over? Shit, that was quick. Well, we're back. It's season two of The Shit I Know Now. Yo, wait. So if you're listening to this, you have made it to season two. What's up, guys? Welcome back to The Shit I Know Now. It is your girl, T, the hostess with the mostess. This is a podcast created for my own personal awakening experience. She said awakening. We are bold, we are confident, and in season two, we are speaking clearly with less worry of judgment because fuck it, that's the shit that I know now. Avoiding being judged doesn't mean that you're not going to be judged. Anyway, season two. What's going on? It is October. Yes, I know the break was a little bit longer than expected or anticipated, but I have been studying, right? I wanted to make sure that I come back to you guys with the best spirits, the best information, the best knowledge so we can move forward, right? I didn't want to come back here have fast. So thanks for sticking around. Thank you for all your comments. Thank you for all your likes. Thank you for your follows. Thank you for all the support. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to just go ahead and jump right in. For those of you who are new, right? Okay, okay, we'll start there. So for those of you who are new, like I said, I am your hostess with the mostess. And that's like a bucket list for me, right? I've always wanted to say that. I I think as a kid, I used to say that in the mirror. So I'm just going to go ahead and say that one more time. What's good? It's your girl T. And I am the hostess with the mostest <laughs> all right so yeah i am here i'm here to help you navigate through the nonsense right i'm here to assist you with your enlightenment to love on you and remind you that you are not crazy you are not a problem and most importantly you are perfect the way you are no matter what decisions that you've made in your life you have not gone the wrong way i'm here to assure you of that remind you of that because despite of any mistakes you think you've made, I guarantee you, you are highly favored and always blessed. So with that said, this is the Should I Know Now, the podcast designed to get you unstuck 
off the hamster wheel and out of that routine of your everyday life, right? Out of those traumas that helps you identify those traumas, better associate yourself with society, be better lovers, friends, coworkers, because I believe that the general message here is if I could make one person happy, then that person can make another person happy, and then that person can make another person happy because it's real shit, right? It's all about your thoughts or you need more insight on what we do here, go back to season one because it's all about your thoughts. It's all about how you're navigating those thoughts, how you're seeing things, how you're perceiving life. It's all about perpetuating the negative vibes, right? Watching the news and seeing all the negativity and feeling negative. And it's all actually, it's all about identifying that stuff, right? Identifying the conditions that we were raised with. Try to reverse those wirings and see if we could jumpstart something new. The whole idea is that the more positivity I can spread or the world spread because this is not even new like if you guys are I don't know like what do you what your algorithms are on social media but this is not even new like everyone's talking about positive shit like even the whole new Beyonce album I don't even think I'm not even a Beyonce fan although I think I'm secretly a Beyonce fan but we'll talk about that in another episode even her album right which is like this big thing renaissance honestly there's not one negative I love the fucking album cozy like it's it's we're, we're living in a in an era where it's like if you're negative people are gonna identify that like people don't even like that shit anymore so it's all about a collective awakening and i'm here to do my part in it so thank you for joining i am looking forward to the next couple episodes with you guys it is going to be freaking awesome <laughs> So I guess, yeah, who who am I, right? Because some of you are like, who the hell are you, right? All right, well, who am I? Um, Yeah, my name is T, and I guess what brought me to this frame of thought, to this point of thinking, is my own enlightenment, right? Which it, they, they say that individuals go through enlightenments through either traumatic events or like life-changing events, like birth of a kid or just something, you know, death of a person, accident. So for me, it was an accident. And um, about three and a half years ago, but it wasn't only the accident to be fair. It was just a series of like emotional challenges and downfalls that kept occurring throughout my life. I knew very well that I was quote unquote what we would consider a good person, right? And you know, I always had held myself to high regards. Because, you know, I would look at the situations around me. I would watch the news and see, you know, I would can't turn a blind eye to what's going on around you. And I would see that my life was significantly different than the people that I grew up with in my community. So I always knew that I was this quote unquote good person. Person, but yet I continue to just experience a series of just emotional challenges and downfalls with just people with authorities with school with you know sometimes even with family members relationships friends it was really taking a toll on me couldn't decipher what was going on or what I was doing wrong in particular what made me so different that I you know lacked in these long-term relationships you know I I wouldn't, you know, I I don't keep like, like, I mean, yeah, I even stutter when I say that because it sounds wrong to say that, right? But I don't really have many friends from the past either. I do. The ones that I have, I cherish dearly, but I, I never was the person to keep something just because I should, 
you know, and that's one of the things that society kind of embedded in us, right? Like, oh, you're long-term friends, you're best friends, and you stay friends forever, and you you put up with shit, and, you know, even family members, that's what sisters do, and that's what brothers do, and I never, ever accepted that. Even as a young, young child, I kind of always looked at my life and knew that there was something inherently wrong with the love that I was receiving. I just felt like, Why? Like, why is this happening in my life? And so I always had that feeling that things were just kind of wrong. And then I always internalized things. I was always drawn to astrology. Like, I'm, I'm a Virgo by the astrological signs. And I felt like being a Virgo, if you look it up, it, you know, you're this, you're this intuitive and uh, internalized person. So I, I associated myself with that. And that kind of explained it for a while. But... Still, I, I'm like, I, you know, and I even see my sister growing up and she has this amazing circle of friends and I kind of longed for that. And I'm like, damn, I don't have that. And why? And then I held myself accountable for that. And, you know, even as long as time passed, I wouldn't even hold on to a relationship that was bad. Like, you know, I saw how people just, well, I see still how people just just gravitate to just just negative relationships and I never did. And then some people associate that with me having an issue, right? So, like, that's what society does. So, because I don't want to be in a bad place um, and I can see a red flag and I prefer to pull away from that. Society deems me like, oh, you're you're uncommittal and I have the issue. Well, I don't, I don't give a fuck. But that's a whole nother story. Anyway, so getting back to it. So, I always found myself just kind of just going through these emotional challenges and then um by the age of 36 it was my 36th birthday don't start counting but yeah I get into this really bad accident it was my birthday you know and yeah it was it was I found myself at 36 and celebrating my birthday with like a girlfriend that I had met like two months ago and it just saddened me. I don't know why, but this, these were the feelings that I had at that moment. But it just saddened me, right? Because, well, I do know why. I do know why. It's because I was paying attention to society, right? Because in my mind, I was wrong for not being able to have a long-term friend, right? I was wrong for not having a boyfriend by the age of 36. I was wrong. I was, I was lacking something. So I believed that. And it made me sad enough to indulge that night, right? Because that's what it was. Oh, it's my birthday. And... I remember having this just deep sadness because I, I felt alone, like despite that there was someone there, despite that I was in a club full of people that were buying me drinks. And despite that, even the universe that night, I would never forget, even that night, like an ex-boo showed up by surprise because it was a local spot. And I had company, like I was no longer alone and I still, it was not good enough for me. And I remember just being inherently sad over drinking, yeah, I'm, I have no choice but to be transparent, right? I was drinking and driving. And I got in the car um, with my friend, which which honestly, I didn't, it doesn't make it any better. <laughs> be honest with you, I was still gonna drink and drive, but um, we started arguing, like I didn't wanna drive her home. She was forcing me to drive her home and I was already, you know, heavenly intoxicated and I felt like, this is a bad friend. Like, I, I remember having that feeling. And, of course, I was already drunk, so I couldn't express that properly. But I was just like, you know, this is a bad friend. Like, obviously, I'm already drunk. Like, be, besides the fact that you should not be encouraging me to drive, you should not be encouraging me to take you home. But either way, um, at that point in my life, I was still, you know, 
just playing, I don't know. I just was still wasn't myself. And so I did. I drove her home. We got into an accident. I woke up at the trauma center where I lasted nine days um, in trauma response, right? I was nine days in a very bad situation. I had um, no ability to walk, right? So I woke up. I'm 36 years old, healthy, and I woke up not being able to walk. My legs are up, springed up in a thing. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I couldn't register that I could not walk. And I'm thinking like, all right, well, this is going to heal in a couple of days. And they're like, no, sis, this is, you need to call your job. Like, you're not walking. Um, you, you're you not going to work. And I'm like, what? And that is like, it was just like, it, it was it was just a snap. It was like, What? Um, and I remember being angry, right? I was angry at God. I was like, you know, so many people get in these accidents and they walk out of it. And of course I get in an accident. I break both angles broken, bro- both angles broken. And um, I can't walk, right? Can't take a shit by myself. Can't, it's both, it was the scariest shit ever. So anyway, this accident leaves me. Obviously, I am now in my house. Well, nine days later, yeah, I get in my house. And I, I can't move. Like, I'm bedridden. Like, I'm, I can't move, guys. And my little brother, ugh, shout out to my little brother. I will never forget the support. Shout out to my whole family. Um, I will never forget the support that my family gave me. My sister, um, she was, I think, in Paris at the time or somewhere in the UK and or Europe, whatever. I don't fucking know. Um, but she flew back and she took care of me and my mom, like, just everything, physical therapy. And it was, it was a journey, right? So I was not walking for four months, I think. Well, three and a half months, I started taking my first steps. So, so it was three months, like, in bed, from the bed to the couch, from the bed to the couch. And uh, wheelchair and all, not, not even leaving the house. And so, you know, it led me to question, what the fuck is going on? And what I also realized immediately what's funny is um when I woke up in the hospital I thought like I'm like how can I live like how can I function like how am I gonna pay rent like all these worries came right and that was that was I think the first point of my awakening is all these worries came how 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 is this gonna happen how I need to move to function I need to do something to live and yeah I realized that I didn't it was it was weird. Everything fell into place. Like the job took care of the disability. The checks came automatically. The rent was handled. Everything was handled on a uh, disability. Went through. Everything was just, and I didn't do anything. And I'm like, how the fuck am I living? And so each day I was like, this is interesting. I could do nothing here all day and everything is perfect around me. Like everything. The bills were paid, like I had money to pay. Everything was everything was perfect around me. I actually even had most of the things, the immediate things that I needed to take care of myself, like an ice pack, a, I remember a, a special pillow for my legs. I had most of the things were already in my possession. I lacked for so even even like I got a wheelchair and I had everything. I had everything. Um, my my older sister got me a, a scooter. Everything, everything I ever needed to take care of myself just came to me, and I wasn't even working. And I and I quote unquote still didn't have anybody, right? So I didn't have the 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 group of friends that were there to support you and 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 show up and be like, I didn't have that. I didn't have the boyfriend that was there to emotionally support me. I didn't have that. And so I immediately went into fear when I remember when I first happened, I was like, it was like, especially when I was in the hospital, it was just like, how, how is this going to work? I'm so alone. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And 
you just see how like God got your back and everything really truly works out. So anyway, so it worked out, right? And what happens? I am bedridden. I'm walking. I'm in physical therapy. Six months later, I'm set to go to work. I start working. A month after I start working, COVID pandemic hits. I get fired a week before the pandemic hits. Honey, a week before the pandemic hit, they fired me. I probably had PTSD from the accident. I don't think I was um, the happiest person going back to work, so... Not, no, no, you know, no shade to them, <laughs> but um, the co- they fired me, and one week later, COVID nineteen hits. I get pandemic money, honey, and I go back to grad school. And for the next, the the world shuts down, right? So now I'm in recovery. Everything shuts down, and then I freak out, right? I'm like, oh my god, I need to go to physical therapy. Everything is shut down. There's no physical therapy. There's nothing, and now I'm freaking out. And so I get my COVID money. I end up buying my all my little physical therapy things on Amazon. Shout out to Amazon. For the next four or five months, we were all inside our houses. And I was doing my physical therapy in the house. And I was just astonished on how life continued perfectly. And I did nothing. Like nothing. And I had more money in my bank than I could ever imagine. Like I was like, what the fuck? Like I had legit thousands during, <laughs> during COVID. Legit. So all that, um, I started reading, right? It all it all interests me. It all started interesting me. I was going in a I was in a terrible relationship. Um and I had been back and forth in that terrible relationship at that point. Maybe for at that point it was like eight years or something like that, and it was just a terrible emotional roller coaster on and off, and it just I couldn't understand what the hell was going on, and I started reading, and you know here's the thing the information started coming to me. I remember just like scrolling on social media and then getting an invite to like meet your soulmate, something teaching right, and I'm all here like oh my soulmate, it's free. So I started taking those fucking classes, and I shit you not, and they just kept coming to my inbox, and they were all free. They all just started like just leading me to this just this phenomenon. And I had already read The Secret. So I was already open to the whole like you have to think positive. I just didn't get it. And I was, you know, open to the law of attraction. I just didn't really understand it. So I kind of already had that basis. So in all actuality, I had been going through like the phases, you know, I was seeing repeated numbers. I, you know, my friends and I would talk about 11-11, but we just didn't know like I didn't know the extremities of it. So I actually was like in this pre-awareness kind of stage, you know, early on too. So I would say, you know, this was going on maybe since maybe like in my 20s. I've seen the numbers and the angel numbers and I've always was religious. So when I think that's what it is too. When you have like a religious kind of basis, it's easy for you to think of things in a spiritual, supernatural kind of way. Because that's what religion does to you. you. You believe in a higher power, right? So then... Yeah, I was always kind of going through this kind of like matrix kind of, and I remember seeing the matrix and I remember seeing the matrix so many times because I couldn't get it. And I was like, what the fuck is going on in this movie? And I saw it so many times and when I finally got it, I'm like, what in the actual, what are they talking about? So yeah, shout out to the matrix and if you understand what I'm talking about. Anyway, so I go through the spiritual awakening and that leads me here, right? I end up here. I Two years, COVID passed. We were locked in here. I read a couple of books and 
and I get it, right? Or I'm still a student. I don't necessarily totally 100% get it, but I get it. And I just feel like, oh, ah, I get it. I get it. And I feel compelled to share it with you. So that leads us here. That is who I am. I hope that that was informative and not as confusing as it was to say it. Yeah, as you guys know, I finished that master's. I am a social worker and I'm doing a clinical residency at a stabilization site. I'm working more with mental health and substance abuse and I've been in this field for about 10 years. You know, I got my master's just to run my own program. I, I saw so many bosses and the way they ran a program and I felt like I can do this better. I just need the credentials. But for whatever the reason it was, ego or not, I went ahead and I, I did that. And um, I did it in the middle of a personal, like, this this intimate time in my life you know recovering from the accident and having like this now this new awareness of people of 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 the roles that they played in my life and and i read a bunch of books by a bunch of people and i took every master class available on facebook about law of attraction i follow people like jay shetty and nor hibbert and they all led me to do more because i just had this simple the simple goal i had i wanted to understand the world better what I realized later is that social workers, you know, I, I was going back for money. I had no, I really didn't even know what social workers did, to be honest with you. I only referred a client to a social worker when they needed a referral. So I figured social work school would be a breeze and I signed up. And little did I know that social workers, we're like the physician's assistant of, of clinical, of, of psychology. You know, you see a doctor and then you have the physician's assistant and they do exactly what the doctor does but get paid less. Clinical social workers are exactly that. And so now I've taken all these studies on brain function and human behavior. And then I'm reading all these books on spirituality and, and process of life. I am having my own personal experience where I start to realize, like, hold on a second. I remember when I was a kid, I wanted to be a lawyer. And then I got to high school and I wanted to be a teacher. Teacher. And then by the time I got to college, I wanted to be a school psychologist because I figured that kids, I kind of knew that kids needed help at a deeper level that teachers couldn't um, reach. So I ended up enrolling in schools on um, 2001 Hunter College as a major in psychology. Well, I started to party you know, party, sex, and drugs. And I ended up dropping out that freshman year. I lost my financial aid. I ended up partying for two or three years until I decided to go back to school. But when I did, I had already lost all aspirations of being a psychologist. I felt like I, oh my God, I wasted three years. I can never make it up now. And so I decided at that point to go liberal arts. So I'll go liberal arts and I went back to going to being to teaching actually i graduate go to grad school skipping the story get to grad school i go to social work school and i realize that social workers are taking psychology classes and so i say that all to say that you get what you ask for if you want to talk about getting what you ask for like here you go when i was a kid i said i wanted to be a psychologist well here i am practicing psychology as a clinical social worker and no it's not what i thought it would be but that's the shit that i know now it really hardly ever is <laughs> like the universe plays crazy games with us and things hardly ever really turn out the way we exactly want it to turn out because we think too much and we overthink and we mess up our manifestations all the fucking time and we cannot blame it on the universe we must blame it on ourselves but yeah that is how I feel about that. So...
so then i go to school and then i realize it's all clicking everything click 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 well i started to realize that holding conversations was becoming increasingly challenging and i noticed firsthand how humans became very jaded and despite all their blessings people are still just angry at everything but i guess that's what waking up with no legs does to you like i had no choice but to become grateful for the little things Suddenly, when you wake up and you can't use the bathroom and you can't take a shower and you can't clean yourself, it's a blessing to walk. You realize that being able to stand up by yourself is a miracle. And that so many people are actually born without legs. Like, you actually start to factor in the people that are born without legs, the people that in, in have accidents that they don't recover from. And then you're like, oh my God, what a fucking blessing. But you can't explain that to someone that's never had a tragic loss. And that's the shit that I know now. Humans take everything for granted. And shit like when the pandemic hit and people were turning their backs on each other and family members were leaving their fucking kids outside out of fear of dying of some fucking, some virus that claimed to be killing everyone, I don't know, <laughs> of something there called COVID. I mean, that shit came at the right time for me because it really all catapulted my awakening experience. It really pushed me into gratitude. Gratitude for my neighbors, gratitude for my friends, and gratitude for the bodega owners. And during that time, while people were, while the people closest to me may not have been able to join me, in the many realizations that I was embarking on, they certainly pushed me to seek more people like me. And that all leads me home to you guys, my soul tribe, my family, here to foster my enlightenment and help me effortlessly move towards positivity and hope through this podcast and i want to clarify what i mean by this awakening when i say this awakening experience awakening in this context awakening is about awakening up from our ignorance and our illusions of self note that i'm not saying spiritual awakening although spiritually is the driving force for now this podcast is based on my awakening from self I did not gain magical powers, nor can I channel, levitate, or draw energy from stones. The awakening I speak of, it focuses on illuminating the hidden layers of my subconscious, which we have been all tackling since season one. And while I continue to invite you to catch your thoughts, listen to your reasonings, this season I challenge you to accept those hidden layers. We think focusing on problems will get rid of it, and it won't. Our ego is great at kindness with superiority, and you cannot think your way out of a problem. You have to live through it. And that's the shit that I know now. We'll be talking about that more in another episode, because that's what I learned this summer. We are who we are. And while it's certainly true that all the things from the past have certainly ch shaped our thoughts and conditions and current reality, in the end, accepting what is and taking inspired action is the first step off the hamster wheel. Give it 24 episodes and I guarantee that you will love yourself more. You're going to accept yourself more. You're going to criticize yourself less. You would have trusted your intuition and therefore you would have been guided towards better decisions. This is what's going on here. And by the end of season two, you're going to talk to yourself better. And in exchange, you're going to expect less from other people because you're going to hold yourself more accountable. You're going to allow more authenticity to flow through all your human experiences. So I hope you're ready for the challenge because ready or not, this is season two. And it's your girl T, giving you the tea. That's it for today's show. It's your girl T giving you the tea. I hope you join me next time on The Shit I Know Now. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. And if you have any show ideas, be sure to send them over to www.theshitiknownow.com.